Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Once again, to the Bread and Circuses podcast, I am Rooster, here with U.S. Women's World Cup soccer fan, Crow. Really, nigga? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, sir, I am not. Yes, you are. I can tell you're a big fan. Okay. The only women's sport that I'd be a fan of, and it's probably just the audio. Careful. Is women's tennis. Careful. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the only thing. And I just, you know, turn on the TV and do whatever, go about my business and just listen. Okay. All right. Well, you've gotten the show off to a great start. (laughs) Uh, I, on the other hand, am not a Women's World Cup soccer fan for two reasons. Uh, One, I'm an unpatriotic and uh, misogynistic person. That's that's goes without saying. That's the only explanation there is. Yep. No, since the... uh, I, I like most people, have not paid any attention to women's World Cup soccer. And uh, I know a lot of people are going to hate me for saying that, but, hey, a lot of people hate me anyway. I, it's just not – I mean, soccer is a big sport worldwide, but women's World Cup soccer is not a huge draw. I don't care what people say. But uh, the commercials for the, for the women's team, have you seen that? It's all the David versus Goliath, but we're going to show them Goliath can really. No, I actually don't have TV anymore, so I don't see any commercials. You uh, hunkering down in the bunker? Yep. Cleaning your guns and uh, stockpiling your ammo. Well, and your... I, I was on watching mostly YouTube, but uh, that's going to be that's going to be out the window too. Uh, we'll get there. Your twenty, uh, your twenty-year food supply you've got stocked down there with. Not yet, so my neighbor should worry. You're, you're sort of turned into like Treat Williams from uh, Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. You seen that movie? Well, that's a that's watch a, it. That's a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, watch it. You'd be like him. Uh, yeah, if you can get that reference, that's great. But they've been saying, you know, hey, look, we're the Goliath in the whole thing, and that's fine because we're coming for David. And they've been having all sorts of bravado about how they're going to be the best team. And if you're the best team, cool. But when you're running ads talking about how you're going to kick ass and you know slay and all that stuff, so then they beat this Thailand team. 13 to nothing, which if you were playing baseball, would be like 100 to nothing or football, like 100 to nothing. It, 13 goals in a soccer game is just a ton. It's one of the reasons I don't like soccer because they don't score much. But so, you know, they were celebrating after it and everything. And people were saying, hey, why don't you dial it back a little? You're playing an obviously inferior team and you've got them beat by a ton. You don't need to be pumping goals in there. Now they are they will say goal differential does matter and it does but come on goal differential so uh, again I'm not a I'm not a big soccer person but they'll have this in hockey tournaments a lot of times too the amount of goals you score or the differential between you and your opponents can be a tiebreaker at some point okay so that yeah. counts for something anyway well wasn't another argument that uh, these women all would like to have a chance to have that a goal in the 
in the finals or whatever. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, some of them, it's their first goal right. in a World Cup. So, sure, celebrate that. But they had these on-field choreographed, you know, it was like touchdown dances. When somebody, <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> yeah. And, Just rubbing it in. And the coach was like, it was the most disingenuous thing I've heard all week. She said, well, you know, any team that's gotten the Women's World Cup has played fabulously to get here. That's not true. There just aren't that many strong international women's World Cup teams. Women are not. It, women's soccer is not like men's soccer. It's not the one of the most watched sports in the entire world. You know why? Why? My patriarchy. Yeah, exactly. It's the men keeping them down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the only reason that they're not being watched is because men men go out of their way to make sure. Look well, over there. and then there's not a lot of women signing up to play because they're. You know, because the misogyny. Oh, because their boyfriends beat them or something? No, because they're told that they can't. Oh. You know? No, they're all out trying to get abortions. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. I took it too uh, far. Yeah. That's, that's usually that's usually my role in the show. I was a little surprised by that. <laughs> but, no. So, and I get the idea that, you know, if you beat up on a team, you beat up on a team. But um, Abby Wambach, who used to play on the team, tweeted out something like, she goes, hey, that's just how it is. You play, you know, you do your best. You're disrespecting another team if you don't give it your best effort. I don't buy that for a second. And then she pulled the line, and this was the part that really pissed me off. She goes, if a men's team did this, would anybody say anything? Yeah, fucking ain't right they would. They absolutely would. That happens all the time in sports. I've got a freaking college football video game on the PS4 that if you score too many points, the announcer literally goes... What kind of stuff is this? Beating up on a, on a lesser team, that's just not cool. You know, you don't do that. Yeah, I, I got a little bit of a different perspective on it. Just I feel that if you're that good um, and they're not good enough to hang with you, you should absolutely show them that they're not ready to be on the field with you. And I think the officials or the sport itself should go, okay, time to shut this down, game over. Like an MMA fight, they should just tap out, or or a TKO in, in boxing when they're when they get knocked down three times. You're like, oh, okay, you're clearly not up to this. We're done. Yeah, mercy rule when you're up pretty by much. 10 goals, yeah, it's it, over. it shouldn't be up to the to the uh, the team. It should or the uh, the com- competitor. It should be up to the you know the governing body of the sport or whatever to say, okay, this is enough. We're ending it here. Um, I, I I think that's the way I would go about it. I think if you're gonna play, go play, play as hard as you want. And and play to your best ability. Great. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that argument, and I I still think you know when you've got when you got them down like that, it's okay to let up a little. You don't have to kick the absolute I mean, crap it, out. It of is it. okay, but I don't I don't come I wouldn't come down. Other than the fact that it seemed like they were really kind of rubbing it in too. That's the part. Yeah, it's this idea that you say, oh well, you know they're they're a great team and they were really playing hard. No, they had. I mean, they were just they were absolutely embarrassed by that on the world stage because they have no business playing in the same field with the U.S. team. And I'm okay if you go the Charles Barkley route from the Dream Team in the 90s. Uh, You know, the U.S. was obviously better than everybody else. They blew everybody else out. And Charles Barkley played the heel on the team and was like, we're going to blow everybody out. We're not going to stop. We're the best players in the world. We didn't come here for fun. You know, that that gold medal's ours and we're taking it. Right. And people said, oh, he's a dick, you know. But he did everything – they played like that. That's how they were. And you could say that was a dick move. Fine, go ahead. But he didn't do this. Well, you know, it would be disrespectful to other teams if uh, we didn't play hard like that. You know, it, which is total bullshit. And I just, 
this Abby Wambach bringing it back to, well, would they talk to men like that? Absolutely they would. Well, look at what happens in baseball. I mean, a sport I love. But if you hit a baseball way out of the park and you stand there as the hitter and you watch it, someone on your team's getting hit with a ball. They are, I mean, so it's like, hey, you hit the ball, cool. Run around the bases, get your home run. If you flip your bat, if you show the pitcher up, you're getting one in your ear. Yeah, but that's and some sports are like that, and other sports aren't. Like uh, football isn't, isn't a good example. You get a touchdown, and you get these elaborate touchdown dances, and a lot of people think that's just great. Um, there was a time when they penalized that, and then they the NFL, and then they stopped penalizing it because they realized the the fans wanted to see that, and some fans hated the hated teams that did that, and other fans loved it. Um, and so it just depends on uh, culture. It's a cultural kind of thing. I, th- I think there's, like I said before, I'm from a culture that's more stoic, reserved, and and don't like, you know, or, or like the underdogs or like the like to people to be respectful and uh, understated and not to brag and not to be braggadocious or all that. And then there's other cultures where, you know, that's that's uh, the highest form of, uh, of being respected is is to brag about how awesome you are. And if you brag about how awesome you are, as long as you... As long as you have all the the money and the athletics and the and the women that you say you have, yeah, sure, brag about it. People need to hear that shit. It's awesome, right? And I don't have a problem with touchdown dances as long as they're not these big team choreographed things. You got to the end zone, cool. Have you touched? Some people dance. will love that though. If you're holding the ball in front of the other guy and you're like, nah, 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 yeah. nah, like that. I mean, I don't like that stuff. I don't like the showing up the other team, but. The point that she would be so naive as to say, well, no one would talk to men like this. Men enforce those rules on themselves. There are countless examples of that stuff. And for her to bring sexism into it and go, oh, you're picking on us because we're girls. No, we're picking on you because you're jackasses. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. I didn't see any of it. They're super fucking patronizing. And it's just so dumb. I hate it. And so it, it was a team I already didn't like anyway. And not because they were women, just because they were assholes about it. Um, and now they're trying to say, no, we're not really. We're just we're playing hard and for the good of the sport. No, just if you're going to beat people 13 to nothing, then embrace that. And say, yeah, they're, they're not that good. Hopefully yeah. they'll learn something from this. You know, play better. It's like playing Fortnite against somebody and they kill you. And what's the one you always say? Like, get good. You know, that's what people say to you. Yeah. So, anyway, I just... I couldn't stand that whole, oh, it's it's because we're women thing. It's everybody's going to that now. It's oh, you you said something about my comment because I'm black or I'm a woman or you know I'm a brown person or yeah. It's just stupid. Everybody's got a thing. Yep. So except you, because I got multiple things. Yeah, there with your it's okay to be white shirt. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm done with my rant about soccer. All right. I got I got involved as much as I – more than I thought I would. All right. Well, what do you got? Uh, do you want to talk about – I'm sorry. What do you have? Do you want to talk about Joe Biden promising to cure cancer if he gets elected? Again. A- again. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, when I brought it up to you, you said, well, he said that, uh, what, not, what, a long time ago. And I go, no, I just heard him say it. 2006, he had his cancer moonshot program. Huh. Uh, uh, President Obama made him the uh, cancer czar, I think. So at a campaign event in, I've never heard of this town in Iowa, uh, 
Atamwa? Atamwa. Is it? Radar, Radar O'Reilly from MASH was from there. Atamwa, Iowa. Biden expressed the difficulty one faces with the loss of a family member, and others attempt to comfort him, saying, I know how you feel, when in reality they have no idea how I feel, which is likely in reference to the loss of his son, Bo Biden, who died in 2015 from brain cancer. That's why I've worked so hard in my career to make sure that I promise you, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America. We're going to cure cancer, Biden declared. <laughs> he really is unhinged, isn't he? You know, Biden said he'd cure cancer, so I'm voting for him. And you know what? Even if he doesn't, at least he tried. And I'm going to say that can't happen. And you're going to say that's because I hate brown people. It's because everybody tried to work against him. Yeah, it's misogyny. You know? If they just let him alone in the lab, he would have figured it out. You know what I think it is? I'll bet you misogyny and racism cause cancer. <laughs> I bet that's it. If we just get rid of those two things, no more cancer. We'd wipe those out. Yeah, so that's how he's going to cure cancer. That's probably, the, he's going to say that next. One is it New Hampshire? Is that uh, the second primary? By New Hampshire, he'll be saying that. Mark my words. He'll do it. So he, he also said, you know, so when people say, I know how you feel, but in reality, they have no idea how I feel. Uh, you know, ugh, Jesus, he, you're, you're a special snowflake, Joe. You know what, though? I will say this. He's right about that. Some people do. Some people know exactly how he feels. No, but They've if, lost family members. Everybody's lost a family member. Right. But if you lost a family member to cancer and I hadn't, and I was saying, yeah, I know what it's like. But if I lost a family member to some other tragic uh, uh, disease or, or a car accident, yeah, no. I know what it's like to lose a family member. Don't be an asshole. Well, a car, a car accident can be different because it can be real sudden. I mean, cancer, you see the diagnosis and all that. Okay. Well, they're, I know what you're saying. I'm just going to grant him some leeway on that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just a um, special kind of attitude. Well, there's that, too. So, yeah, here we go. 2016, Biden headed, 16, it says, yep, the Cancer Moonshot moon Program. Uh, it's almost like I just said it three minutes ago. I thought you said 2007. No. Uh, I'm sure Biden you did. was not president then. I'm sure you did. No. I'll edit it in. And it'll sound like you <laughs> okay. did. Yeah. I'm sorry, Obama was not president then. Or was he? 2008? 2007? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Yeah, 2008, Obama got elected. So 2007, he wasn't even president. <laughs> that, so yeah, shut up. One of the top comments on this uh, Fox News is from Hugh Jarden. So if I promise to eliminate worldwide poverty, hunger, wars, perfect perfect cold fusion, bring peace finally to the Middle East, can I run for president? No, you, you're just a Democrat. <laughs> oh, man. Because, you know, all those things need is more money. Oh, the guy responded to another one. The anti-anarchist. Is there no lie a Democrat won't tell in order to get elected into this huge garden? Is there no free cheese they won't promise to the rats? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a pretty good line. Oh. I, I just, he, I feel like he's going to get the nomination. Like the clock is running on, will he get the nomination before he says enough dumb shit that people say, there's no way we can give him the nomination? Yeah. Because he's got a whole bunch of dumb stuff he's going to say between now and the election. Well, and not just that. He promised that he would stop being inappropriate with with girls, with little girls and other women, and stop touching them and stop creeping on them. He promised that, that he, he'd stop doing that. Wasn't even a le- was not even a full week later when he did it again. Did he even say he promised, or did he just say, I get it? 
I get it. Maybe, Believe yeah, maybe me. Maybe he, I hear yeah, you. he said, I'll work on it or something. But yeah, yeah next thing, that remember that he had some conference where was, he had... Are you as smart as you are? Good looking? Oh, he said it's like a little 10-year-old girl yeah. or something like that, or 12-year-old girl. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, was, it was like, I bet you're as smart as you are good looking. Just a weird thing to say. I mean, it, I mean, it, it wouldn't even be as bad if he said, you're, like, call a little girl pretty. It's kind of, you know, it's appropriate. I think you've called. Isn't pretty the new bossy? I mean, like you can't call him pretty now, <laughs> or, or say something. you should smile. Or, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I guess there's not much more to say. Uh, Biden is—he's a gaff machine. He's—he's he's utterly ridiculous. And I hope he remains the front runner and becomes the nominee. And oh God, I, hope, I can't wait to see it. I, I can't wait to see the debate between him and and Trump. I mean, Trump is going to eviscerate him. Well, and he's going to try. He's going to try to come back and you know be a tough guy and and be you know cocky and bold and be, he's going to try to be Trump and it's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, Joe's just not really an alpha male type, you know. Well, and he's got these one-liners that are like you can tell he tried him in front of the mirror and he like per- <laughs> perfected the the look, you know, the, the determination on his face. He you know, and he's like, oh, that's going to go over great. They all going to keep you in chains. Yeah, that's that'll 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 go over real well. I'll do that one, or uh, or what is it? Obama, uh, he he has a he has a he walks with a hard stick or some shit. <laughs> Remember that one? So, uh, no, it was such a weird thing. It was a weird. No, it wasn't quite that bad. It was like something. It it was something. It was like a innuendo about you know. Having us having steel, I can't remember. It was a ridiculous. I was like, Joe, that came across as so like contrived that you, that you, I, I should look it up. It's pretty funny. Do you see what Obama said when he was? I don't even know. He was overseas someplace about gun control here. No. Oh yeah, he lied yeah, his you, ass off. You can go to the store and you can buy. Yeah. Any, you just ship it in the mail and you can get any gun you want and you can buy machine guns and. I'm like, are you kidding me? You just flat out lied. And yep. and people. People in those countries are going to believe it. It's so stupid. The the just flat out lies they tell, and you know Trump said stuff that's not true. I'm I'm not going to lie about it, you know. But come on, it's Trump's a liar, and they're just they're good virtuous people. That's the problem. Is they they just can't understand that you can't just lie and punch people and throw stuff at them just because you think you're right and they're evil. You know? Oh, there's. I've pulled up a list of things. There's so many I can't <laughs> go through it. Oh my god. Well, give us some of the hits. In a speech amid several Irish proverbs and sayings, Biden referenced uh, the prime minister's mother saying, "God rest her soul." Then he had a realization. Wait, your mom's still alive. It was your dad who passed. God bless her soul. <laughs> oh man. I can't remember what. Well, that's just kind of a. I mean, that's a mistake. That is funny though. Yeah, it is funny. Like the the guy he told to stand up. The guy didn't have any legs. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Uh, Okay. Then there's the time he tried to explain how President Obama's foreign policy is better than Mitt Romney's by referencing Theodore Roosevelt's classic quote: "Speak softly and carry a big stick." Will you will go far? Joe decided to home in on perhaps the most important part of Roosevelt's words, saying, "I promise you, the president has a big stick. I promise you." Biden's, Biden's words instantly set minds into the gutter, eliciting laughter from his audience and many a dirty joke on Twitter. New York New Yorker magazine chose to interpret the VP words literally and put forth a gallery displaying the many sticks of Barack Obama. 
I've seen it. It's big. But yeah, I promise you. I promise you. The president has a big stick. I promise you. It's like very big. It's very impressive. It's big stick. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a clown show. Even even if Bernie gets it too, I mean, those two I think are polling like thirty percent and eighteen percent. I mean, they're almost just those two alone are like half. Yeah, and uh, just today he gave a speech somewhere, and the, uh, the morning show, the radio show, was talking about how tired he sounds. He just, they were interviewing uh, Jess Kelly. Yeah. And he was talking about the guy just sound beat down. He sounds tired. He's too, frankly, he's too old. I didn't think he sounded as tired as they they made it sound like he did, but yeah, he's, he just, he can't do it. Yeah. I mean. Well, Bernie's he, older than him. Yeah, Bernie's like 78, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's Trump? Trump's 72. Yeah, so, I mean, they're old. <laughs> but, I mean, they're older than, if Trump wins another election, they're older than he would be when he's done. Right, yeah, that's that's a crucial difference there. I think the oldest one we had was Reagan. I think he was 80 when he left office. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't run for office when you're in your 70s. I am. In I'm 70s, I think, I think 70s is still okay. Yeah. It, I mean, it basically depends on the person. But the decline can be quick, though. That's the problem. If you get elected into a four-year office and you're in your mid to late seventies and you're, you know, you're on top of your game, you know what you're doing. Um, a decline can happen within those four years, and it can be pretty quick. Yeah, but I just want—I mean, the older you get, the more set in your ways you get. Like you, you've aged about a hundred years in the last two years. That I've known you. <laughs> um, but I think people get people get more set in their ways. Their mind gets less agile, and and you know what. Look, I've said this a hundred times before. If you've reached your seventies, get out of politics. Go live your life. The you know the time you have left. And I'm not saying it's like you're going to die soon, but you might live another fifteen or twenty years. Enjoy your time doing something constructive, or spend it with your family. Well, I mean, I think they consider constructive. I think they they they've gone. Some people get into politics later in life. Um, after they've accomplished whatever they want to accomplish and they think they want to do something important and they think politics will do it. And I, I don't have a problem with that. I do. I, I disagree with that theory. I think people who get into politics or stay in politics into their 50s are there because it's a power thing. It's not really because they want to do things and make the world a better place. They just They just want to be pulling the levers turn the dials see i think i guess uh, i don't know I, I if i were to be the kind of person that think that would think i'd be able to handle um being in the limelight being in politics without losing my cool which i couldn't if i wouldn't want to do it early in life i wouldn't want to do it in my late 20s early 30s i'd want to kind of accomplish something first to prove that i can accomplish something and that right you know because then if you just get into politics straight out of school or college or whatever and people are like well you know this guy's going to be a career politician look at this fucker who wants to listen to him so, well and that's what we wind up having anyway yeah, but so, i'm talking about people who get in there in their 40s you know they've gone and run a business or they've yeah, you know that's a good age to get into politics they've done something useful if you're not out of there in 20 years i've yeah. lost a ton of respect for you if you go in in your early 40s and you're not out by your early 60s, what the hell is wrong with you? There's nothing noble about politics. You know, it's the seedy underbelly of our culture. Well, again, the only reason I would think is somebody would see something they don't like what's happening in their in their country 
and go, God, I can't just sit by and let this continue. I think I have something to say or yeah, something to do about it. But I would so. think 20 years later, if you haven't affected any change, you have no, to No, but I'm, I'm just saying out. even somebody that would get into it late, get into it in their late 50s, early 60s, and then stay there for 10 years because you can't really get anything done in the first few years of well, Trump's proven that wrong. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> well, and I think... Well, yeah, I guess Trump I, I is a good example, though, of what I'm saying. I understand saying. what you're saying. Yeah. You know? It's not all... I mean, I'm saying the majority is probably what you're saying. I'm yeah. saying there's probably a precious few that actually would be worthwhile to have in politics later in life, but not that many, probably. Well, like Dan Crenshaw is someone I like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be late 30s, mm-hmm. early 40s. Kind of prime, yeah. You know, prime life, and he, basically. you know, he went and served and did all those tours. I think he did like five tours or something between Afghanistan and um, I don't know if it was in Iraq or not. You know, lost an eye and everything. Tried to stick around the Navy as long as he could because he he loved that life and you know that family of the Navy. And then the he, he finally ran out of medical options and. They discharged him, and he's like, I feel like I want to do something. So I respect him for getting into politics, but if 30 years from now he's still in, in there, I'm going to be like, Dan, get the hell out. Do yeah. something with your life. Yeah. You know? Coincidentally, did you you know the one I always give a hard time about that for is uh, Ruth Barry Ginsburg. She mm-hmm. stuck around too long. Right. Did you hear what she said about Kavanaugh the other day? No. She said, Kavanaugh has done more, I'm paraphrasing, done more to get female lawyers in Supreme Court clerkships than anybody else. She said, so all of the all of the assisting attorneys that uh, the justices have are clerks. Mm-hmm. They're other lawyers. And they said, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said he did more to get women in there. He got way more women in than anybody else. Well, she else. didn't just recently say that, did she? Yeah, she I did. I thought she said that while all just the... Just recently. Huh, because didn't somebody bring that up during the... Um all these ridiculous um, accusations that were going on. Oh, when here. they when they were talking, when I were, thought it was her. I thought when she they said were speaking that. truth to power about uh, what a sex predator he is. Yeah, indelible. Si- in yeah. campus. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> With her messed up glasses. That's my impersonation oh, of Blasey Ford. <laughs> yeah, that's your impression. <laughs> <laughs> like a dying sheep. Yep. <laughs> No. How dare you, <laughs> No, but I've always said Ruth Bader Ginsburg should just, you know, retire and get on with her life because there's... I thought she was dead. I think, isn't it, don't, didn't they perfect that, what is it, deep fake or whatever, that AI that can make you look like, you know, this, we just talked about that with uh, Joe Rogan's voice and they've got the video version of that coming up. Yeah, but she's been in pictures for Supreme Court. Yeah, Justice. I think it's all doctored. <laughs> It's all AI. Okay, so you've told you've fooled the other eight justices who are just like, yeah, she's. It's just an animatronic dummy. It's just. <laughs> she's not Weekend at Bernie's. But I did see she was sitting somewhere next to uh, Clarence Thomas, someplace at some function or something, and she's got, you know, he's got a suit on, she's got a dress on, and she's got little gloves on her little precious bird hands, mm-hmm. and it didn't look like it was cold outside. Like I think they were actually even inside. It's like she's just so frail. She's just this tiny little. I mean, thing. at this point, she she even looks like Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she does. That's really mean to Stephen Hawking. <laughs> All right, we're being mean. Well, I was I was gonna say 
I've given her flack before for not quitting. And I said, uh, if, if she had been smart, if the Obama administration had been smart, they'd have said, we need to get you out of here while we still control stuff. And I apparently they did. They tried she to. She wouldn't. She wouldn't go. Huh. I did not know that. No. So she. Oh, didn't, didn't Obama administration, they got Kagan and uh, Sotomayor in, right? Yeah. So they felt pretty comfortable with that, I think. So they didn't. No, they, they didn't really. They were looking her. at her age and going, mm, mm. better get out of there. And she wouldn't go. Huh. Huh? I think they're going to wind up paying for that. So. Good. <laughs> yeah, good, damn it. But, uh, let's do some would-you-rathers. Yeah, let's do that. All right. We got the book this time. It's a 3,000 would-you-rather questions. Okay, this must this must be where we left off. Would you rather ride the scariest roller coaster in the world or bungee jump off the tallest bridge in the world? Oh, roller coaster. Roller coaster all the way. I, you couldn't even get me to take a step onto the whatever the little ledges for the for the bungee jump you wouldn't even get me that far you know what now it depends though on what qualifies as a roller coaster because there's that one on top of like the win in las vegas that's a roller coaster that goes around and then it like goes and hangs out over part of it yeah so that would have all the elements of bungee jumping and in like yeah i just when i was a, a when i was a kid i was terrified of roller coasters. i was terrified of heights but i was terrified of roller coasters and i it was and it was really bad. And then some, somehow, like in my teens, it just uh, uh, switch flipped and I loved them. It, they didn't scare me at all. I had to be on the very front of it and hanging over and doing all that and, and loved the, the, the crazier the ride, the, the more I enjoyed it. I didn't get, I wasn't scared. Now I'm circling back around to being scared of roller coasters just again. Just like a roller I, coaster. Yeah. I went, uh, I went recently, I think the last year, I went with, uh, Whippoorwill and Sparrowhawk. Uh-huh. And we went to the Mall of America, which I hadn't been to in years, and they have a pretty decent um, few rides there now. Yeah, but those roller coasters are tame. Well, the the one roller coaster that I was thinking of, it, it goes kind of straight up, but then it feels as if it's going backwards almost as it's rising. So instead of going, oh yeah, the SpongeBob one. Yeah, so instead of just going, go like yeah, down. so instead of just going straight up, and you're like, okay, all of a sudden it feels as if you're going to tip backwards off the tracks. Yeah, and that's actually a, a reoccurring nightmare of mine, where I'm driving a car and I'm on a freeway, and all of a sudden I see that the road kind of goes way up, and I'm like, well, that's not, that doesn't look safe. And I go, okay. And then I get on and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. I, I think my front tires are going to, oh, the, yeah, the, they're leaving the road. I'm going to flip. You know, that's a reoccurring nightmare of mine. So yeah. somebody had, knows how to, how to, you know, interpret dreams or nightmares. They'll, they'll get a lot out of that for me. But, uh, yeah. So now I did that and it freaked me the hell out. And then I did one of those ones where your feet are dangling and they just kind of whip around like an yep. octopus thing. And it freaked me out. And that shit wasn't, didn't scare me before. So I don't know what it is. There's one out at uh, Islands of Adventure in, uh, I don't even know if it's called that anymore, in Florida. It's called Dueling Dragons, and that's one of those ones you hang underneath, but they, they cross near each other, and there's one point where one of them goes underneath you and your feet are hanging down. You probably miss it by 20 feet. But it feels a but lot it feels, Yeah, like you yank your feet up pretty quick. Yeah, all right. I, I think bungee jumping would be something that if I did, I would be glad I did it because you get over that fear of, the whole thing, but just the idea of standing up on a bridge or some superstructure or something, and the idea that you're going to lean out over it and fall. You're like in, in you're like in uh, Mexico. And you have no Juan. No. Okay, now ready. I'll take a step now. <laughs> All right, I push you. You go. I push. You I know? had a friend from college who did it in New Zealand or Australia, 
And he said you basically sat down on this bridge and they put these towels in your in between your legs and they wrapped them around and everything. And they could tell even like, how far into the water do you want to go? He's like, oh, I just want to get my head wet. And he goes, sure enough, that's what they do. No, no thanks. But it was one of the first places they were doing budget. I've seen a couple of those where the line snaps. Well, he said they did have one guy years before that had died because it broke right by his feet and he drowned. Uh, he couldn't, it was in a river and he couldn't swim. And, no, yeah. no, thank you. All right. Would you rather face your worst fear head on or confess your greatest sins online and it go viral? I'm pretty boring that way. I don't have any great sins. Oh, worst fear all the way. I don't. I, I think I. God, I, I might have stolen something when I was a kid. Maybe. Possibly. Okay. How about your your browser history? What's the worst fear? <laughs> <laughs> I think mine's like spiders, like crawling all over me. You'd have to, because you couldn't do your browser history. <laughs> it's research. Yeah. The guy's got his own flash drives worth of stuff. <laughs> research for the show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't use a browser anymore. I just got flash drives. All right. One yeah, more. Yeah. I, I don't even know what my no. worst fear would be. I don't. Bungee jumping. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think being trapped in a like a box with a bunch of insects, a bunch of spiders or Mine something. would be like... Or roaches. That would freak me out. Like I hate roaches. Thinking I was going to burn to death or drown or something like that. Yeah, but face here, if it would if it would end up being you were disfigured or scarred for life or or, or die from it, I, then that's dumb. Because you know basically saying, would you rather die or have your, your, yeah. your private stuff go out? This is... I wouldn't say anything that's going to kill you or, or disfigure you or something, I'd say. What if your worst fear is having your browser history revealed? <laughs> Then you're stuck, man. Yeah. You just have yeah. to do it. A little it. loop. Yeah. All right. One more. Um, would you rather confess to a crime you didn't commit or confess to your spouse about an affair you've had? Confess to a crime I didn't commit? Yeah. I guess it would. What if that would be confessing to an affair you didn't have? <laughs> <laughs> See, they didn't think wow. these out. You know? Oh, I, my sound, sounder board went black. I was going to play a little sounder for you. Oh, it's locked. Uh, too it. bad. All right. You know, if I was handling the, handling the technical stuff there, we wouldn't have this problem with Sounders. Oh, it's too late now. We All right. We wouldn't have Sounders either, but still. All right. That's a, that was good. That I don't was know. Stop there. I mean, what about you? Uh, I think confessing an affair to a a spouse is a bad idea. I think it's just it, it, if if it was a one time thing and it's over with and it's not going to happen again, you're never going to see the person. That it would it, it's it's not for their benefit that you'd be confessing it. It'd be for your guilty conscience, and I think that's fucking stupid. So I'd say uh, admitting the crime, depending on if you're doing it to help somebody, let's say a sibling or a, a family member that has a, you know had done something that would really put him in dire straits, and if you conf uh, confess, do you take the hit for him? I'd rather do that. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I read something once, and I've heard it said too, is that women don't confess affairs, and men do. Yeah, they shouldn't, because men feel like it's something they should fess up to. And you hear like guys calling to call in shows, and be like, "Oh, I cheated on my wife. Should I tell or my girlfriend or whatever?" And the women on the show will be like, "No, don't tell her. No, just absolutely don't. Not. You'll ruin everything. You, you, they, you will. Yeah. And and if you're not going to do it again, if it's over with for sure, and you're not just you know, wait. Do you mean with that person? What? You said if you're not going to do it again, you mean like with that person. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, what's your topic? Um, do you want to you want to talk about the ultimate troll job in the history of troll jobs? Oh yeah, yeah. The straight pride parade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here I gotta take. I, I forgot to actually bring this up in the browser, but uh, I'll type it in. Go ahead. So the these guys in Boston are doing. Are they're having a straight pride parade? And what do they call it? Like the super happy fun time yeah, thing? That's I, like the I'm, name of the organization. I want to actually get to their actual web, website. So, And they're they're doing it. It's three guys out of Boston. And they're, um, they're going to have a straight pride parade. And the left is losing its collective mind over this. Yep. They're like, straight pride's not even a thing. This is hateful. And these guys, have, they have a brochure out that's got like their... Their parade route mapped out. I think they've even applied for the permits to do it. Um, and I think most people on the right think it's not going to happen. They're not really going to do it. They're going to wait and see who shows up. Just to- Super happy fun America yeah. is what they call their group. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get on their and, website. And you got to read the whole thing about what it's about because yep. they use every single buzz term on the left, like include inclusivity and... You know, multicultural. Here it is. All right. Oh, I love this. Okay. They might have updated since I last looked at it. All right. So, super happy, fun America. It's great to be straight. <laughs> um, so, about, and they have this great graphics, like one that, you know, says so much fun in like a circus And where did font. you look this up? Well, so people can look it up if they want. Oh, just type in superhappyfunamerica.com. Okay. So, Super Happy Fun America advocates on, advocates on behalf of the straight community in order to build respect, inclusivity, equality, diversity, unity, solidarity, dignity, social mobility, empowerment, sustainability, justice, awareness, intersectionality, human rights, education, access, participation, dialogue, visibility, tolerance, and alliances with people from all walks of life. We encourage everyone to embrace our community's diverse history, culture, and identity, regardless of sexual orientation. And just the hate they are getting. People are like, straight pride is not a thing. Dude, if you can't hear that or read that without laughing, there's something wrong with you. But I just think it's it's so funny that, you know, like, straight people will be like... <laughs> they've got more. they got new stuff on this. Well, I was just going to say, Sorry. straight people will be like, have your parade. Who cares? Yeah. You know, have your gay pride parade, yeah. whatever. I'm not going, but hey, have it. Well, I don't hate you well, for having it. You know it. what they're tying? The the people that are all butthurt about this, uh, pardon the pun, um, <laughs> that are they're, they're upset about this because uh, gay people are saying, well, we, we have a history of oppression and we're, well, we, we, our pride, our pride, per, sorry, I just had a burp there. Our pride parade is, is a, is in response to all the years of repression and, and they, straight people, you've never had that oppression. And, and the website, even if you look at it, it's like, we're just having fun. Although they do say an oppre- we're an oppressed majority, but well, it's yeah. like, it's tongue in cheek. Yeah. And, uh, I wish they actually wouldn't have said that, even though it's funny, because it really isn't. You don't have to be oppressed to have a fucking parade. A uh, St. Patty's Day parade is not because of Irish oppression. But are gay people really oppressed anymore? No, of course not. Well, I mean, it depends on where you're at. Just like anybody, there are certain groups that are going to be oppressed depending on where you're at. But generally speaking, in America, hell no. I mean, people will say, people who are... Pro, or talking about protesting this or just in a rage over it, it'll be like, you know, white straight people have never been beat up for their skin color or because they were straight. I'm like, never? 
Ever. I'll bet you it's happened more than more happened. than you know. More than you think. Yeah. So uh, I, I just I think it's funny that they're they're immediately hurt over it. And so Gavin McInnes was saying, "Hey, look, if you just if you just showed up and had a big party out of it and just have fun and yeah. say, okay, cool." Yeah. So they they have I am straight. Hear me roar. Is there a new little logo? It's like a it's like a lion. It goes straight. Here's a quote. Uh, from John Hugo, president of Super Happy Fun America. Uh, straight people are an oppressed majority. We will fight for the rights of straights everywhere to express pride in themselves without fear of judgment and hate. The day will come when straights will finally be included as equals among all other orientations. It's <laughs> a, a masterful troll. I oh, love yeah. it. And, and they named Milo Yiannopoulos as their, as oh, their yeah. grand marshal. Yeah, so it, initially they said their mascot was Brad Pitt. Yeah, but then Brad Pitt got wind of it. Said no, I, I didn't give you. No, he asked them to take it down. Okay, he said I I don't have I any affiliation, yeah, and they responded with, "Well, we can. It's satire." Uh so they're just admitting that. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah. and they're like, "We didn't say you're." I mean, they were very careful in there. They, they basically said, "Here's Brad. Here's our mascot, Brad Pitt. You know, uh, uh, inspiration." They took to, it down anyway, though. To straight people everywhere. Yeah, you know. But then, in, in response to that, to have Milo Yiannopoulos be the Grand Marshal is is pretty damn good. So here's their criteria for participation: you have to be patriotic and pro-American, support the Constitution and the supreme law of the land, do not discriminate based on race, ethnicity, or skin color. Nice. Hate. Yeah. Speech. The Straight Pride Parade will be held to achieve exclusivity and spread awareness of issues impacting straights in greater Boston and beyond. It will be a one-day event consisting of a parade followed by a ceremony where the Straight Pride flag will be raised at City Hall. All are welcome to the parade as long as they meet the criteria for participation. Antifa, short for anti-fun, and other hate groups are not welcome because they are not happy and fun. (laughs) (laughs) And then they have uh, at the bottom, there's... Uh, a little picture of a woman in a MAGA headband, like a cartoon, and she's saying LGBTQ is now LGBTQS. The S is for straight. It's more inclusive this way. <laughs> oh, this is new. Women of Eve. Women of Eve have joined together across the country in support of asking the LGBTQ, LGBTQT community to include the S for straight. Let's not exclude the women and men of this world that procreate. After all, without us, there would be no LGBTQT. <laughs> We're asking for fairness and total inclusion. Yeah, that's kind of new. Yeah, there's straight straight pride. Uh, straight pride flag is uh, blue and pink with um, the symbols of male and female. You know, those the little yep. circle with the cross and the one with the arrow, um, kind of intertwined. So, yeah, I think it's great. Just the sheer, just how they're they're running with it and they're sticking with the bit and the the fact that they're actually going and getting the parade route and that they're actually applying for the permits and all that I don't think it's it, they're ever going to do it. I don't think it's going to I don't think no, I don't think it's going to get past the point of getting I think they'll pay and get the permit and then they'll make a media thing saying we're we're going to do this and everybody's welcome and they won't show up. I'm almost certain of this. I think I'd be willing to bet on that. So, I don't know who this is. I'm uh, I don't know if this is a queer tea. I don't know if this is an actual publication or if it's like the onion or something. I'm, I'm sorry if it isn't, I have no idea, but they got a hold of the Bartley guy. The one is the gay ambassador. Um, 
He said, we reached out to Bartley for comment on his involvement with the group and asked specifically why, as a member of the LGBTQ community, he feels so passionately about promoting straight pride. Here is his unedited response. Let me say first, Trump and his entire administration have identified June as uh, Pride Month this year and every year. My motivation to participate in this year's straight pride is to make for the far left realize how insane they have become and how they're overreaching they are. Many LGBT people have reached out to me and have said that gay pride is not the way it used to be. It's used about fighting against the man, and now it's a drink, drink and work with man? Anyway, essentially being a sheep. Gay pride is used, used to be about free speech, and now they are not. So this is why straight pride has become a reality. To showcase how extreme the left has become, I will be attending gay pride in Boston. However, I will not be taking any questions from the media. <laughs> Uh, oh man! This well, is, I mean, maybe maybe they will show up. I I don't know. I think it'd be better if they didn't, to be honest with you. But maybe it's maybe it's legit. Maybe they're going to have a big parade. But the responses have been just. I mean, what you'd expect. I mean, people taking it seriously as if they believe that we're oppressed majority, and you know, and 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 uh, you know, we we need to fight for our rights. It's not. That's not what it's about. It's it's. It's a troll of you. you you're at. You're uh, being assholes, basically. It's a troll of that situation where they're they're making fun of straight white men in America or straight people in America and being exclusive while saying they're inclusive. And it's just pointing it all. I point out the hypocrisy. It's all it's doing. Well, you have to look at the reaction of people. If you are, I mean, as a straight person, sorry, I am. If as a straight ah! person, I. Uh, <laughs> If I hear there's a gay pride month, I, I don't care. Fine, whatever. If you want to have a big event and a parade and have your rainbow flags. I roll my eyes. Go I, ahead. I don't care. A month of gay pride? I don't care. Seriously? A month. Don't care. I mean, I roll my, I mean I'm like, I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm not, and I'm not going to boycott anything because who cares? And you see all the, uh, the businesses that, you know, replace their logos with the, the rainbow flag. And I'm like, I, I just, Roll my eyes again and go, ugh, okay. And that's the extent of it. I'm not going to worry about it beyond that. But, it, I mean, for me, it's like it doesn't have anything to do with me. It doesn't It doesn't injure my I, life at all. I don't care. If you want to have the pride parade, even if what I think you are doing, and I'm not saying I do, but even if I did think what you were doing was offensive, like I didn't want to see it, I just wouldn't go. Yeah. I wouldn't make a big thing about how you well, are affecting my it's life like, It's like way. porn conventions. You have them come to Minneapolis even a couple times. You've seen that? No. Yeah, you've seen. I've seen billboards a couple of years ago. And there was a big one in Las Vegas. Yeah, there there was one that came to Minneapolis. I think I don't know if it was last year, or the year before. It was a porn convention. You don't know, really. <laughs> you don't. Know. I'm very good at uh, pretending, aren't I? Yes. No, I I I remember seeing it and going, what? Why? And then going who who would go to that why would you go to that uh, and i understand it's not geared towards it's geared towards probably the industry types like it's not yeah. geared toward your regular connoisseur of porn show oh, i don't know i think they have like some of their some of their stars there and people go there to get their pictures taken with them and... i guess but I, I wouldn't be proud of that no i wouldn't either and i think i've mentioned this before i've been to you know lots of bachelor parties and out with the guys in college and stuff like that and been to strip clubs i've never in my life had a lap dance because I just thought it was kind of pathetic to be like, here's twenty dollars. I did rub up against me. Well, you know, it's tough. Well, usually you don't pay. Usually it's your friends that get the lap dances I know, for you. But, but uh, 
the problem is you don't know. It's like, is it, is it etiquette? Should I get a chub? <laughs> should I, should I not? I can't. What's, what's the, what's the etiquette here? If, if I don't get chubbed, is she offended? If I do get chubbed, is she offended? Well, you just know. have to ask her. But one time I went to one, this was in Vegas. I don't, did I bring this up before? I don't think so. It was in Vegas and, and we ended up, uh, getting lap dances and I was wearing, <laughs> I didn't even tell the story. <laughs> It's too fucking late. So I was wearing like black vinyl pants. What? Shiny. What? So they weren't even leather. They were vinyl. They were like shiny vinyl pants. Why? Yeah. Because I was awesome. Well, first of all, you're leaving this in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, And and I actually had long hair and I had dyed it red before and it faded to pink. So when I was in Vegas, I had long pink hair and black vinyl pants. (laughs) And we went out to the strip And you were shirtless, right? <laughs> no. The shirt I had was like a floral print uh, t-shirt. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, well, oh, wait a minute. You have to find pictures. Um, I, pr- I probably... I might. Hold on a sec. I, I got to do this. <laughs> Gay! <laughs> All right. But anyways, yeah. I, I can't... I don't know why I brought this up. Oh, uh, so I got a lap dance. Well, the girl I got a lap dance from was wearing the same type of pants. Did it start a fire? Well, we couldn't get friction going because we just, as soon as she sat down, she was like, ar, 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 and couldn't move, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't rub, couldn't. So basically, she was just stuck in one position, kind of like bouncing around. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. I've known you all these years, and I'm just hearing this story that now. Wasn't, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have a picture of that outfit. I'm pretty sure if I did, I would know. You got to get a picture. I get a picture of the hair, but not the outfit. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. God. Seriously. Vinyl pants. Yeah. yeah. Shiny black vinyl pants. Whatever got into your head. Yeah, I was a a goof. You know what I was picturing? I was picturing like one of the the shirts with the cutoff sleeves. It's like a, a red and white Vans pattern. The check. No, I think the shirt is even worse than you're imagining. The one I was wearing. (laughs) Because it was, it was like a tight fitting t-shirt. With a flo- like a black floral print, but like kind of like see through in parts, so it was super gay. Did you have, did you have a mustache and uh, I like did a not. goatee, did the Freddie Mercury thing? No, no. But yeah, boy, I'm glad there's no picture of that. Now that I think of it, <laughs> I bet you if I yeah, I'm, edit- Rock, I'm, edit- I'm editing this whole section no, out now. No, you have it's to. Gone. Sorry, you have to. It's gone. It. And people are gonna go, "What did you just edit out?" Because I'm gonna leave this part in. <laughs> Where I said I'm editing, but I'm going to take edit, take out what I was just talking about. Like, what, what did you edit out? I'm just going to put it on the Facebook page. I'm going to be like, here's what Crow edited. Yeah, yeah. It's happening. It's editing so, out. Um, how much time we got left? Uh, we're running up on time. I think we should. Uh, okay. We're f- close to an hour here. So. All right. You got anything else you want to add quick? Um, we're going to have a couple guests coming up here. And uh, we'll probably put on the Facebook page. We'll probably yeah. announce it. Um, but we can't announce it just yet because it's not finalized. Right. So that should be kind of fun. It's a way to bring up nothing. Well, sure. If, you, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you think you have something interesting to say, we'd probably have you on. There you go. So contact us. It's rooster at com or crow at com. Do you even check that email anymore? I do, but not as often as I should. Yeah, you should check the email. I'll check it tonight. Yeah, you're going to be like, I haven't checked that in like four months. And then we have the Facebook page, Bread and Circuses Podcast. There you go. See you, bye.